Build your tribe with this quick tip from expert to the experts and New York Times best-selling author, Brendan Burchard. It's not like I woke up one day and had 1.2 million Facebook followers, you know, and it's just I didn't wake up one day and have 2 million emails either. It was, you know, I started with maybe 200 emails and I just started serving them really well. And then those 200 would share it with, you know, every, every couple of people. And then one day it'd be 220 people on my list. And then one day it was 280. And then one day I'd do a joint venture partnership and it'd be 500. And then I started, you know, would do this and that and just keep it. The main thing I said earlier, it's just consistency. It's not that lots of people even doubt that they have good content. It's that they doubt they have enough. Get ready to fine-tune your engines with your host, New York Times best-selling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and mother of two. At a towering five foot two, this internet marketing maven was once sent to Facebook jail, falsely accused of impersonating yourself. Now she's here to help you turbocharge your life. Your host, Shalene Johnson. What's up, lifers? Thank you so much for tuning in to this part two interview with incredible expert to the experts, New York Times bestselling author, multiple times, my friend, Brendan Burchard. Now, he is legendary in the in the space of marketing and tribe building and, and experts in high performance, and there's so much incredible information in the first part of this interview that I simply could not stop him. We were on a roll. We were right in the middle of the most exciting piece of sharing his understanding of a term he's developed called Circular virality. I know it sounds fancy. It's a tongue twister for me. What it is, what it boils down to is being able to do less in social media, but have a bigger presence, serve more people, invite more people into your tribe. You know, this is this is how we build a list. This is how we build a community. And the, the information that he shared in part one is so incredible that I hope if you haven't already, you will download that episode and then be sure to check out my notes on that show, which you can find at shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. Now, as a cliffhanger, I cut him off right at the point where we were getting some answers to some really juicy information that I think is going to affect most of my listeners. Most of the lifers listening right now don't have, myself included, over a million fans and followers on Facebook. So the question that I'm going to lead with is going to basically give you the information, the answer that you're looking for to know, does this work for me if I don't have the kind of following and fan base that you have? Can I apply the same principle? So without further ado, I'm going to pick up right at the last question I asked Brendan when he describes what he's doing in terms of creating one piece of content and then using that same piece of content to populate YouTube, Facebook, his blog, a podcast, and so many other areas of social media. All right, here goes. My question is, um, what you the technique that you just shared with us, can the average person take the same piece of content and post to Facebook, as you said, here's that same piece of content on my blog, here's that same piece of content in my YouTube video, here it is uploaded directly to Facebook without there being too much overlap? Absolutely, and they should start immediately. Wow. Because... What they have, what people feel, the concern about overlap doesn't really exist. Partially for, for one reason is because it's not like I'll post the exact same thing. You know, I'll change a sentence here or a sentence there. 
Um, but the reality is we live in a social world in which everything is stream driven. If someone sees something at any given time, I mean, Facebook came out and, and let everyone know that they're only showing 16% of your audience what you post. Even less for so many. It's I mean, your audience is really engaged, but for if they I came mean, out stats as low as 6%. Yeah, if they came out with the truth, people would be freaked out. It's well below 16%. Yeah. And so, and imagine, because we're in a streaming world, if you post something at 7 a.m., but someone doesn't log into their Facebook until noon, they're never going to see what you posted at 7 a.m. unless they're an ardent fan, because the reality is 50 other people have posted something. Well, I have learned something new today, and I have not been doing that. And so because I am a lifer and just about – I can't think of a piece of advice you've given me that didn't work. (laughs) So starting now, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to follow that recipe because I I had worried about the overlap, and I know it's working for you. So let's give it a try. So another great strategy is to go into your insights in Facebook and see and sort it by engagement and see which of your posts – have been the most popular of all time. Grab those 10 posts and repost them every three weeks. I call it reposting the winners. They're already winners, and since you're picking up new followers and fans all the time, and that they're in the stream where only less, well, certainly less than 16% of your audience ever even had the opportunity to see what you said. You post it again three weeks later, they're not going to remember that you posted that before. And if you go to my page with a million followers, you'll see, that every Monday and every Sunday, I basically post, there, there's, there's a post I share every Monday and another post I share every Sunday. And I might change the color of the background, but it's the same exact quote. Mm-hmm. I've been posting that same exact quote for six or seven months every Monday, and it always generates about the same number of new likes. Wait a second. You're posting the same quote next Monday that you posted last Monday? I, for six months straight. I'll post How? it again for the next six years. <laughs> because guess what? Part of it is people, they genuinely, they don't remember. Every time they see that quote, they're wow. like, I love this quote. And I'll go back and I'll look you know, weeks earlier and the, and the same person said, this is awesome. Oh they don't gosh. remember the quotes because they're seeing 50 You know, You got to think between in seven days, think about how much content you see online. You don't remember. Second, second it is part of, I don't do it just as a, as a ploy or a joke to get likes. It's important to my message. Yep. I got all these new people who are coming onto the page. I want them to see it. That that is a piece that's important to me. And there's something to be said about creating a community by using consistent thematic messages. And, and for our entrepreneurs, what you're sharing is so much a part of that high performance that you teach people, which is, you know, stop killing yourself. What you're sharing with our listeners right now is going to make their lives easier. You don't have to be recreating the wheel every single hour because so much of what you've already done, especially if you have a like page, we've got to make sure we convince people how important it is to have a like page for those statistics. But what you're saying to them is going to save them time and help them do the things that are important, which is be with their loved ones. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I mean, we, we make things way too hard because we're not leveraging the insights we have on all these platforms. I just had a conversation not, just this afternoon. Someone saying, well, Brenda, I don't know what ads to run on my Facebook page. And I said, go to your insights, sort it by engagement, pick your most popular posts of all time. Those are things people like. Run an ad against that. Yep. You already have, you already know which images 
or which posts got the most, those are good ones to start with out in the marketplace because you already know those got the most liked shares and comments. So part of learning to optimize any platform is knowing what already worked there and to keep doing it over and over and over again because it's already proven to work. It's brilliant. Now, while we're talking about social media and what I love about your story is you had built a really strong, loyal tribe, lifers, even before you went headstrong, I mean, really deep into social media. But now, can you share with our listeners how social media is specifically, if you can just give them one tip that you're using right now that's really helping you to grow a very targeted email list? I think in terms of a very targeted email list, the best that we would be doing is Facebook ads and YouTube ads. And as soon as someone hears the word ads, they freak out. They're like, oh my gosh, I got to spend money. But the goal is to, you know, you can do simple ad testing like 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks to see if it would be worthwhile to spend more money at it. And what you do is you drop those ads or taking people to an opt-in page or to a you know low-priced product that they can purchase so that you can measure the conversions. So that, so for example, I give away a free book with my ads or a free audio or a free webinar registration or whatever so that you can capture their name and email. And those are gonna be the very, very highly targeted folks because you'll target them on, on both YouTube and Facebook allow very, I mean, if you wanna figure out, if you wanna target you know, life coaches in, in Dallas, Texas, in a certain zip code, you can. Like, it's unbelievable how defined you can get into Facebook and YouTube targeting. It um, is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's remarkable. I mean, in my reluctance, and, and really the reason why I ended up spending so much time investigating Instagram was because I was just dragging my feet and just refused to pay for ads on Facebook. And one of the meetings I have with you where you're like, oh, no, Shalene, it's so cool. It's amazing. You know, just try it with five bucks. And literally on the flight home, um, because we have Wi-Fi, I, I set up my first Facebook ad. And what people need to understand is you can test it for $5. You can turn it off. You can turn it on. You can be so, so, so. They, Facebook knows everything about us. I mean, everything. So if yeah. you know specifically who you're looking for, Facebook will find them for you. Yeah, it's, it's so incredible. The, the, the targeting Facebook is, is the best in the world right now as of this recording. And so uh, to build the email list, basically I put up offers or free opt-in videos, um, place where someone has to enter their name and email to get something from me. Whether they're purchasing it or they're getting it for free, I want them to give me their name and email first. And so I draw ads to that from YouTube and from Facebook at this, at this time. Um, you know, I've experimented with LinkedIn and Twitter and a lot of other different platforms, but hands down, Facebook and YouTube are most effective for me currently um, and most of my clients, frankly. And then so that that helps. And then finding other people who have targeted audiences that my audience or their audience would be interested in what I have because they've already built the tribe. You know, when you've promoted my stuff to your people, we knew they would love it because you and I both come from that you know, just want to help people motivation, high performance space. But we also, we've learned marketing and people, our people want to learn marketing. So it was a great partnership. It was a great, you know, promotional partnership and people should look for those as well. And I think those two together, ads and affiliates, plus all the stuff that they can be doing on social media is incredible. So when I'm posting all these, you know, things on social media, once in a while, I'm also, you know, incorporating a link over to an opt-in page 
a link over to an offer to be gen- to be pulling all those people from social media over to my offers and opt-ins so I can capture those names and emails. I think it goes without saying that the the end goal at least for social media is to find a way to communicate with them on kind of on your terms uh, so that we don't have to worry about when they are logging into Facebook. And that ultimately boils down to their email. What piece of advice would you share with those listening who haven't yet believed that their content is valuable enough to ask for someone's email address? And when is it time to start building your own email list? Well, obviously the time is now. You know, the only hurdle people have to get over is the belief in themselves. Today, the technology is there, the tools that are there to build a web page, to put up a Facebook page. Anybody can figure all that stuff in, you know, usually minutes, sometimes hours, sometimes even if it's a day or a week, go for it because it's freedom. The ability to share your voice with the world and get paid for it, that's freedom. That's what we want people to be able to have more of in their life. So they've got to begin now. And they have to not get jaded by it. You know, it's not like I woke up one day and had 1.2 million Facebook followers, you know, and it's just I didn't wake up one day and have 2 million emails either. It was, you know, I started with maybe 200 emails and I just started serving them really well. And then those 200 would share it with, you know, every every couple of people. And then one day it'd be 220 people on my list. And then one day it was 280. And then one day I'd do a joint venture partnership and it'd be 500. And then I started, you know, would do this and that and just keep it. The main thing I said earlier, it's just consistency. It's not that lots of people even doubt that they have good content. It's that they doubt they have enough. Mm. So they even, they've just like, well, I'm going to run out of things to say or nobody cared when I posted that. You know, only five people liked it. It's okay if only five people liked it. Don't stop. Because out of those five people, maybe one person saw it from one of their friends. And now you're going to have six people next time. And next time, ten. You have to be okay and believe as Einstein did in the most powerful universe of the world, which is the compound effect. You know, one day I had suddenly 50,000 on Facebook. I was like, whoa. And then one day it was like 80. And then one day it was 150. And then one day it was 250. And then one day it was four. And then it was six. And it does, I can tell you by our analytics, both on my page, and as you know, I've managed a lot of other people's pages and careers and brands and look at their stuff. I'm telling you, I can tell from a friend of mine who literally has tens of millions on his Facebook, it exponentially grows once you break that you know, 100,000 mark. But you can't break the 100,000 mark unless you believe it will be exponentially growing after you break the 1,000 and the 5,000 and the 15 and 20. So it's about consistency. What people don't see is, you know, I've been speaking since I was 19 years old. You know, I've been, I've been trying to share my message in one way or another for 18 years. And I've gotten better and better and better and better at it. And when I was not good at it, I still did it. Still did when it. I, when I wasn't making any money, I still did it. And I think that that's the difference. The common theme that I see people like yourself who have this just diehard loyal tribe of people. Like, I mean, I see people on your Facebook wall. If there's one negative comment, like 50 people jump in, like swinging punches. Like, how dare you? Like defending you as if they gave birth to you. And that <laughs> type of love, that type of loyalty um, is not because of the products you sell. It's not because of 
you know, the fact that you're sharing this great motivational quote on Mondays. But right. it is a feeling that you have where you take care of your people. And what is your guiding principle? Like when you think about the people who you serve, what is your overriding theology when it comes to serving them and protecting them? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, I, honestly, I just see them as I am. You know, I I don't really have this big barrier. Oh, I'm this guy and they're those people. It's like, wow, they're trying to learn the same damn thing I was trying to learn. How did I want to be treated? You know, in some levels, it's just a spiritual golden rule. It's that when I was, you know, when I was learning this stuff, I didn't want to be oversold. I didn't want to be pushed. I didn't want, you know, to go to something and have a thousand sales at it. I didn't want it always to be a market. I wanted it to be about you know, higher aspirational things about living a good life and, and someone cheering me on the whole way versus selling me on the whole way. Mm. And I think that people can feel that difference when they can sense that you care about them at that level. I think that that's where the community really starts to build. Yeah. I I have to share with the listeners. um, This is legitimately who you are. We've had private conversations. I recall two, one where I was sharing with you a challenge I had in trying to decide in our coaching groups if we should take on people who weren't at a certain stage of understanding what it was they wanted to share with the world. And and I had told you, I want to work with people who've got it figured out and I just want to show them how to do it. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth and you said, but what about those people who haven't figured it out yet? They just, you know, they need you too. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth and I I just said, but I want the people who have, they're going to stay with me, but for me to coach them one-on-one, I want them to kind of know what that is so I don't have to figure it out for them. Mm -hmm. And I sensed in our conversation, you really want to help people figure that out. Uh, And it's it's like, you know, I think, you know, the bigger... We get in a business, it's kind of funny because people say, oh, well, you know, because <laughs> they hear our numbers. Because I communicate all of our numbers because I'm trying to demonstrate for people, hey, here's the results we're getting. Here's why it worked and whatever. And people say sometimes, well, you know, you're just, you're just in it for the money. And it's like, well, really? Because, uh, you know, it, you don't have to pay me anything. Please go check out all our free content online. Yeah. I think I've put more free content online than anybody in the industry in the last decade. You know, it's like a ton of free stuff out there constantly. And, you know, if someone needs to learn at a low price point, they can buy a book. If they want to learn at a $300 level, they can buy a DVD. If they want to come to the seminar, it's thousands of dollars. If they want to meet me personally, it's tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm okay with those levels. But the reason those levels exist is because I'm trying to serve as many people as I can at whatever level they're at. Because I was the kid that was broke Mm -hmm. and was trying to learn all this. And it was a scary time. But I knew if somebody would just share some of it. I mean, the first seminar I ever went to, I had to put half the fee on my credit card and half the fee on my dad's credit card because I couldn't afford it. Boy, that explains a lot. You know what was it profoundly, uh, I think just uh, something that really shaped me in terms of this seminar world was my first big seminar that I did was this program for college kids. And I did it at Walt Disney World Resort down in Orlando. And it was a a hot summer August. And, you know, we're, we're, we're cranking there. We got, I can't remember how many kids, I think 700 kids and their parents anyway. And, you know, it's pretty amazing. And we send them out one day for the scavenger hunt in the park because I teamed up with Disney to do this whole thing. And they go out to the scavenger hunt and they come back and they're just, I mean, everybody is sweating and drenched because, you know, it's <laughs> Orlando in August. It's just like the worst thing ever. <laughs> so the next morning, uh, I meet this kid 
And he comes in, kind of ruffled up a little bit. And I said, oh, I made a joke something about a rough night. He's like, ah, a little bit. Going to talk to him. And he and his mom had driven down from Georgia, um, down to Orlando, Florida, to be at the seminar. It was all of her last money. And they were staying in this beat up minivan in the parking lot, which you could imagine was a bajillion degrees. Mm -hmm. And during all our breaks, because they couldn't afford the meal option, during all our breaks and everything else, they were going out and they had in their minivan, they had a cooler. And in the cooler, they had peanut butter and they had bread and they had canned soup. And that's how they were getting through my seminar. Wow. And I was like, whoa, never forget how important it is for people to learn this stuff, that they'll, that they'll sacrifice something like that. And even today, I mean, I know I've got very affluent people who will fly from Europe or Australia to our events in California, all over the world, they'll travel. We have, you know, usually we have 40 some countries represented at each of our events now. And guess what? I know the friggin' sacrifice they went through mm. to get there. Many of them had to, you know, have a parent come and take care of their kids. Some had to take a couple of days off of work at, at risk of losing their job. Some people had to walk away from their business to, to be able to come and do that. Some people have quit their jobs and put and they're staking their dreams on what we're doing. Knowing all of that, I hope has made me someone who deeply cares about doing a good job for people. And it, it really shows, I have to say, one of the most important, one of the most valuable things I've learned from you, um, you know, aside from the obvious, like, I mean, you, you helped me to become a New York Times bestselling author. Um, just the strategies that you share with me as a coach and a mentor in social media. But the most valuable thing I ever learned from you came at one of your seminars. It was one of the very first times that I was going to be able to share your stage and offer uh, one of my programs to your your audience. And I was so excited. And I, of course, I wanted to just knock it out of the park for you and just kill it. And I was so excited to be on your stage. And um, it was about maybe an hour or two before I was to take the stage. And I, I got a frantic text message from you. Can you come down here? now. And I, I rushed down there like as if there, I figured there was an emergency and I thought someone had died. I mean, you <laughs> it was literally, I'd never seen you like that before you had, um, you know, you're, I hope you don't mind me saying that you, you, your eyes were welled up with tears and you said, this is something I've never had to do before. And this is going to kill me because I know you've had your heart set on it. But Shalene, I have to take care of my people and one of the speakers prior to me had just gone on the stage and killed it and 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 sold like crazy, but sold hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, congratulations to them. And, and most people in your position would be like, ka-ching, you know, like, woohoo, it's going to be a big day. You, your only concern, I could tell you were torn because I knew that you didn't want to disappoint me. You knew I was so excited to be there, but yeah. it was more important for you to protect your people. And you said, I'm going to write you a check right now that you, we, there's, there's no debate. I'm going to write you a check for what you would have sold on stage for people attending your event because I, I can't have these people do something they can't afford to, I want them to be here to learn. And mm -hmm. my husband, Brett, and I were just so blown away, as if I wasn't already your biggest fan. It was behind the scenes. It was so real. It was such a lesson for me to care about people first. And it, the numbers will take care of themselves. But if you care about people first, first before anything else, um, the universe, karma, God, you know, 
it works itself out because you care about people first. I agree. Uh, I mean, it, and I remember, I remember, I viscerally remember that moment <laughs> because I didn't want to let you down. And but it was also like this great thing because I already had such a huge admiration, respect for everything that you did, and I knew we'd be lifelong friends. Right. And it was just like, holy crap, Shalene, Here's what happened. You know, and and for those who are listening, most of my events are training events. We don't have many sales. Right. Like if I there's usually you know we have I might do four day events and they're like twelve hours a day. And I only usually have four offers at my events. And those are always very integrated with the curriculum. So they line up with what I'm teaching. It's just that I don't have the time to teach more of it. So I say, hey, look, here's an expert who knows a lot about this. They're going to teach you as much as they can. And they have a course about it, too, if you want to further your continuation, your, your education. Great. Well, this one person went up there and I'd never seen them do what they did. And they unfortunately were too hard on the audience. And I didn't want to have Shalene come out and you know, make another sale to the audience where they mm-hmm. felt like they were just getting sold really hard all day. She had come there with the sole intention of kicking butt <laughs> and serving the audience. What was amazing is she still served the audience yeah. and blew their mind. And we ended up doing lots of stuff later on because I'm sharing the love back to you because you met that news with absolute openness and total readiness to do what was right for the audience. Because that's what I no... would do. And I think that's why we align. And I think that's why you want, you know, you want to attract people who are like you because you're most comfortable with them. Like that wasn't even an uncomfortable conversation for me. It was just like, well, yeah, of course, no problem. More so, I was um, moved emotionally that the person you say you are is who you are, Brendan. And that just, it just always feels good when your um, your radar for good people is accurate. It's like a woohoo. I was right. You know, this he's even behind the <laughs> scenes. The same when you left. <laughs> you know, it's it's true. And, and felt so, the same when you got on stage, it just delivered for them. I think what's really important as we get more and more into the social media age is that I, I think if people spent as much time on thinking about how they could make a difference as they do on how they think about making money, mm-hmm. they would truly have wealth beyond their imagination. I never thought about the money of this as much as people cannot believe that, but. I mean, you've met my mom at this point now, and you know, yeah. it's like my mom still attends my events, so does my little sis. I, I thought, boy, if I could ever make $40,000 doing anything in my life, I'd be rich because my parents working full-time between the two of them never earned that much money a year. So I, 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 once I passed $40,000, I was like, I'm good. Everything else from here <laughs> is just awesome luck and blessings, and now let's just keep sharing a message that helps people, and that's been such a huge drive you know, probably the thing I'm most proud of about with everything that we've done is it's always been the number of people that we serve versus the number of the dollars we make is so, you know, not tied in my mind that I think it's really, really served the audience overall. That is just amazing. So I, lifers, I mean, I'm sure much like me, you've got pages and pages and pages of notes. Brendan, thank you so much for sharing your love, your your tactics, just your approach to all of this. Thank you so much for always being generous with exactly how you're doing it and why you're doing it and where it comes from, which is a place of love. It has been our, our pleasure to have you. Thank you. And thank you for being here. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, lifers. Shalene invites you to join her for her free coaching program designed to help you get organized, productive, and laser-focused on what really matters. To sign up for her free video coaching program, please visit 30daypush.com.